This is Ian, a.k.a. What Son, a.k.a. Michael K. Y'all listening to... What you listening to? Up in the Mix. Welcome to another edition of Up in the Mix, coming to you hot from special undisclosed location we will share later. We're in the basement somewhere. But this is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Narmistar, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude that you thought I was. This is Caesar, a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican, Ernesto, Captain Kulo, Coach, Mr. Brunch, your local, also that poppy with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? El hombre de la gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, and the fucking baby whisperer. Well, how have you been, Caesar? It's been a week. We took Dude. a week off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been For Valentine's off. Day. Yeah, it's been great because the the weather has been fantastic, and I took the baby, you know, and the family out there to the ocean. We went to San Francisco for a day, took her to see, you know, the water, and just have fun out of this uh, out of Reno. Nice mm-hmm. in this springtime weather. Exactly in the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. And I had to get out. I just get too. Uh, Cab, too much cabin fever when I'm in Reno for too long. But that, and then, you know, salute to our Carter Cruz because he is born now, you know. Salute to you, Ricky. Another, another ninja to the squad. And so, yeah, just enjoying the weather. Like, it's been fantastic. Went on a photo walk yesterday with a bunch of the photo friends that I got in town, and it was good. How about yours? Nice. Yeah, last weekend was a nice three-day weekend. Super mm-hmm. chill. Like, uh, didn't do much. Friday night, Valentine's Day, just like chilled, made some food. I think we watched, we've been watching Veep. We're going to talk more we'll about that. We'll talk about more. It's good though. That later. Yeah, because neither one of us had seen that show. I'm happy you guys are watching it. And then uh, the rest of the weekend, uh, chilled like, I don't even know. Hung out with some friends, had sushi. Um, yeah, I can't really, like mm-hmm. nothing, nothing too spectacular. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enjoying, uh, like you said, this nice weather. The Although food. my allergies yeah. are killing me yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel Super a little hard. congested as well. But yeah, just the full spring, they call it. Yes. Yes, or second or second spring. <laughs> second or... spring or something. But so we, are, we have a, a returning guest with us today. And he is a man that makes everyone look as sharp as they can be. He's a cyclist, a traveler, and he is a good friend of the show. Welcome back, Vinny. Welcome hey to the show, Vinny. Hey, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Yeah, I always forget how to say your last name, so I skip it. Gravelisi. <laughs> Gravelisi. See, I can't. <laughs> and we're coming to you from his place of business, Derby <laughs> Supply Company. Downtown Reno. Downtown Reno. Mm-hmm. This fine, beautiful, beautiful building. <laughs> it's awesome. As you can tell in the video brick you know nice warm feeling inside and the old school feel of a you know gentleman's barbershop and it was built in uh 1911 i think or geez this is the addition the 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 front half it was built in 1907 oh dang this is the the addition this is the new part of the building (laughs) the the new new (laughs) wow so over 100 years old Mm -hmm. 
And uh, for those of you watching, this is our first episode where you're doing video yeah, for. Season three coming in hot with some visuals. So, so uh, welcome to Up in the Mix uh, YouTube. Salud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, how was the, how's the business since last year since you came on? Yeah, um, business has been good, you know, ever since we expanded the other side of the shop and put in the lounge for people to hang out. You know, we've had a lot more, you know, wedding parties come through, groups of guys hanging out. Um it's really improved the vibe of the shop overall because people can relax. You're not sitting in the same room. People aren't necessarily, you know, eavesdropping. I mean, it still feels like the barber shop. Everyone's laughing, joking, mm-hmm. talking. But, you know, people can also kind of, you know, sit in the corner, work on their laptop, hang out, have a beer. And it feels like that bar, barber shop, but without crossing too far into too the bar. Too far into the bar. That's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely more spacious. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to cram a bunch of chairs in here. You know, I think a lot of people... We're confused by that. They thought, you know, why didn't you put ten chairs? But but it's it's great it's as it is now. Yeah, yeah, spacious. It's meant to be relaxing. Yeah. And if the need ever arises, I mean, you could always change it up. I guess. Yeah. If you had to, but I yeah. think uh, it's a good balance. Yeah. I think so. You know, it, I think people feel at ease because they don't walk straight into the chaos. They come in and <laughs> greeted by the front. It's a there's a receptionist relaxed. or not everyone's yeah. hair getting uh, faded up. Yeah. Plus, if they're having a drink out here, you know, sometimes around the hair. It can get weird if it's your first time. You're yeah. like dodging it, you know. <laughs> but uh, in here, it's it's nice because you can just chill, have a drink. So, so last time we interviewed you, you just uh, you'd gone through the the whole process of getting this place fixed after the car had, had driven through. <laughs> yeah. The drunk driver oh, yeah. had crashed mm. through. So that was a little over a year ago when we had you on last. Um, when did you finish this most recent edition? So ironically, this was finished in. On November twelfth, mm-hmm. which is the same date that the shop originally opened, whoa, just nice. three years later. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It was ironic mm-hmm. how it happened. I mean, you know, there's d- construction delays and things you got to go through. But meant to be. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, oh wow, we're doing the same thing. This yeah, is great. that's awesome. What was here before that you took over? This nothing was here. Nothing. Um, you know, when uh, the landlord built these out into vanilla shells, and I took next door. She left this place just open. You know, I think some people looked at it, mm-hmm. but I think the eventual plan, you know, she painted the same color that I had the shop. So I think she was just kind of waiting for, mm-hmm. for, for you me to, to take it over, you know, but I didn't want to jump too fast. Yeah. You don't want to stretch yourself out too much, especially at the beginning. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was saying, you know, if somebody rents it, then it's not meant to be. Yeah. So. But nobody did. Yeah. And so. here you are. Yeah. Fully fleshed out. Fleshed out. All these posters. You got Peaky Blinders. You know, some classic women up on the wall as well. Yeah, all local artists did all these mm-hmm. paintings. We got uh, the Peaky Blinders were done by Zach Kulikowski. Okay. All the uh, all the ladies that you're seeing, all the flapper ladies, uh, were done by Rob Hutchinson. Um, he's a vet in town. He does, like, uh, portrait kind of paintings, all charcoal pastel. Super Ooh. cool. Nice. Yeah, those are amazing. Yeah, they're really good. A lot of detail. Yeah, he takes pictures and he just replicates them, but he adds different details to mm-hmm. them, so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, but charcoals, I used to love working in charcoal when uh, my one one class, because it's like like finger painting. It's awesome. Yeah, I've, I watched him do it, and it takes so much patience. I mean, some of the stuff he did where he repeated bricks and, mm-hmm. and things and some of the other paintings, I mean, it's it's wild. Oh, what somebody shade, can do. The shading and <laughs> yeah, yeah, the detail. You get so much grays and like hard line. It's like charcoal is awesome to play with. It's really fun. Well, that's cool. Supporting local artists, yeah. as so many of the local businesses do. Mm-hmm. Especially the local businesses we highlight, because they know they know how to do it right. Well, I mean, if you, 
If you support local people, yeah. then you know the local people support you. Exactly. Yeah, I think the community is super strong here. You know, mm-hmm. all the businesses we all support each other. You know, frequent each other's businesses. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you have kind of an announcement or things you want to share. You guys are a new venture, st- starting something new here at the shop. Yeah. So um, I've been working on it for a little over a year. Um, it's been a crazy process. I, I actually, when I started, I didn't really know where to go or how to do it. But uh, it's always been a dream of mine to start a you know a grooming product line, um, you know pomades, body wash, shave cream, the whole deal. And you know, researching it and trying to figure it out. You know, uh, over the last year, I've learned a lot, and so now you know we're coming out uh, end of April, uh, beginning of May with a you know a ten skew uh, grooming line. Mm, so nice. pomades and and the whole deal. Take us through that process. How yeah. did it go from you wanting to do that to now April actually launching (laughs) something that you've created a product that you've created with your name on it that you've gone through and overseen. So the process was pretty crazy. I mean, when I first was looking at it, I just got online and just searched how to start a product line. It's kind of where I feel like (laughs) it's like what I did when I started this barbershop, how to start a business on Google. I feel like that's Google has a lot of answers, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, it had, there were options. I mean, you can call factories in China or, you know, which I didn't want to do. I wanted it made, you know, here in Reno or in America. So um, after a little bit of research, I just started researching, you know, people around town that make natural products. I didn't want to use any chemicals or anything that would harm the environment. I mean, I think everybody doing their part and working on helping the environment and, and not creating products that, you know, contaminate the water, contaminate the environment, I think is super important. So um, I actually went over to Pantry Products and spoke with Michelle, the owner. And just kind of gave her some ideas and what I wanted to do. And she's been, she worked with me and is still working with me. She's, uh, so half the product line is being created here by her. Beard oils, soaps, uh, beard balms. And then um, when we went to do the pomades, there's a whole lot of equipment that goes into that and different things. And so um, I diverted over to Brooklyn, New York, where I talked to a friend of mine who owns O'Dowd's, which is a apothecary. And I just said, hey, you know, how would you feel? I don't want to be a competitor. But I want to, you know, work with you and make my own products. And he mm-hmm. said, absolutely. He's like, the more, the better. He's like, yeah. the more people are making natural products, the better off we are. Yeah, exactly. Brings the cost down for you guys getting the the things to make all the pomades and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for him, I think it was it's an expansion into his venture. And then, um, you know, creating products is my manufacturer. And Michelle also doing the same thing. And so, you know, it's really cool. It's It's cool to tell this story of, you know, traveling to Brooklyn, working on products, working on, on things here in Reno. I mean, I worked with Michelle here in Reno for months and months and months before I talked to Clayton. So, you know, I got to know about like the ingredients and what really goes into it, the processes, getting to, you know, come in and watch um, them make the products. It was really cool. I mean, we went through trials and trials and trials because I wanted it to be different. I want, I mean, it beard bomb is beard bomb, pomade is pomade, but I want it to be as different as possible and unique. Um, so yeah, so there was a lot of trials that went into it. So it took a long time. How long did it take to about where you got your from with the ingredients you wanted to put in there to the final product? I'd say we we're you know we started talking about things in November of 2018, November December, and that's when the first trials began. And then getting to the point to where you know I thought that we had nailed it was probably three months ago. Oh, damn. So it took a while. It's I mean, a long process. It is, yeah. I mean, it was like pomade or, you know, like a beer bomb batch mm-hmm. 14, 15. <laughs> 15. I mean, I, I got to commend the clients here because they were like, you know, we were, were testing it on. Yeah, they were our guinea pigs. I'm going to test it on everyone. Everyone's like, oh, when's it coming out? And I'm like, mm. 
when it's perfect. You know, when, when, yeah, when it's on it. when it's how you want it. Yeah. And the barbers, you know, the barbers were a great help. I couldn't have done it without them. All the, all my guys were so great, and they just, you know, hey, you know, hey, Vin, this doesn't have enough hold. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Or you know, hey, or maybe I would like it, and they wouldn't. So finding that middle ground between, you know what they like to use and what I like to use. I mean, a lot of things, a lot of details went into it. You know, one of it's um, washing off your hands. You know, that's a big deal. Barbers want to be able to get it off their hands and move on. And I think clients, you know, washing it out of your hair, you don't want to use too much shampoo Mm -hmm. or so all the products are 60%. All the pomades are 60% water soluble. So as far as, uh, or 60% water, fully water, water soluble. So um, super unique in that kind of way. A lot of thought. Yeah, that's a lot of thought. You know, mm-hmm. That's not something you know the person who's consuming it is going to think of. No, but it's yeah. something you might notice when you're using it. Exactly, because it's just like you know, like in the shower, you're just like you don't want to struggle to get it out of your hair. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people don't even know because um, most most people don't want to start a product line. You know, they'll they'll get on a like a a website in like Korea or China or like overseas, and they'll just buy like a formula number with a scent number, and what they don't realize is. There's like microplastics that wash into the water. I mean, some of the most cancer-causing agents are in those pomades, and and they're all brands I love, you know. But I think not using that and getting away so it can wash off your hands, mm-hmm. and, and you know, also what's going into the water splice. Yeah, because important. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's got to start it, you know. Like the more businesses that do this, mm-hmm. the more it becomes common practice, and the easier it becomes for everyone to do this. Yeah, yeah. So salute to you for doing that, taking the thanks the. Uh, Having the thoughtfulness to to think about people and the environment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really eye opening, learning about what each product really means, like what something really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is eye opening. It's crazy. Can you give us an example of something that you didn't expect to learn, or something unexpected you learned? Yeah, um, like about so, like something about unnatural products. I learned that one of the main things that makes pomade what it is, what what holds your hair is. Um, is plastic so it's like liquefied plastic it's called pvp like huh. on the label yeah but you're literally putting plastic in your hair and it just hardens up it's just a vi- like a variation of it and i was when i found that out, i was like putting plastic in my hair Dude, i was like whoa ooh. what the heck <laughs> yeah and then when you wash it off it goes into the you know the groundwater and it messes everything up dude that's wild yeah yeah we were reading this blog that they're finding these like microplastics on the top of mountains and stuff like they don't know how they're getting there but like you know they wash into the water supply and they like you know, I'm, mm. I'm assuming like maybe evaporate, evaporate rain into the back clouds. down. Yeah. So they're finding them everywhere. On the top of mountains. Terrible. Yeah. Huh. I guess like the same con- concept is like ski wax or something, you know? Yeah. People wax their skis, mm-hmm. might have that same additive in it, and then they're skiing down the mountain, and then it stays in the mountain. Stays in the mountain. Hmm. <laughs> Life is complicated, people. You got to be thoughtful of what yeah. you're using. Yeah. Oh, dude, that blew my mind. That's crazy. I'm start reviewing my products. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's you know that's why it's that's why you always to... safe. To, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're using something that's been certified all natural, that's this is the type of stuff mm-hmm. you're avoiding. Yeah, and that's why it's important to read the ingredients on the back of the labels because if you can't say it, then maybe it's not that good for you. Totally. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. and just because something says it's natural, I found out doesn't even mean it's natural. Well, it's because like the word natural, like it means just naturally occurring in the world. So it could also be toxic. Yeah, you got to make sure that, yeah, mm-hmm. that some board or something has certified it yeah. or reviewed it to make sure they're just not making some yeah. wild ass claims. Because when they say organic, like technically everything's from the earth. So <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's kind of it's like not a- like they take stuff from outer space and put it in you know the pomade. So it's just like it's it's organic. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it's exactly like it. Little air quotes. <laughs> you you hit it right on the nail. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how they essentially come up with the you know the natural term mm-hmm. is that yeah. if it comes from Earth, it's natural. Yeah, but also they could take a couple thing chemicals from the Earth to make a bad chemical. Exactly. Right. Just some natural things are not good either. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So if you haven't, if you want to hear the whole story about how the shop came to be, you can listen to the last episode when we had video on. But um, long story short, just a couple of things to review. How long have you guys been open now at this location? So it'll be five years in November. So for like a mm-hmm. little over four years, we've been open. Nice. And how many uh, barbers do you have working? So including myself, I have eight eight barbers and then two uh, two people that work the front desk and and bartend. Oh, nice. And uh, for people who want to become a client or what, what services do you offer and how can they get a hold of you guys? Yeah, so we offer, you know, short haircutting. Um, we do trim, you know, anything from a fade to a basic haircut. We do the old, old fashioned shaves, beard trims, um, hot towel services, um, pretty much the traditional barbering services you'd see at a barber shop. Mm-hmm. The hot towel is always the best. <laughs> Super relaxing. So relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get a hot towel thing in for they because they make them like poor ones for your house. I want to get one just to relax on a Sunday. They yeah. also have that automated hot lather machine. That thing is crazy. Dang. Get yeah, in. if you shave a lot, some of the stuff you should definitely be investing in, guys. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like treat yourself. You don't have to. Don't use that cheap ass Gillette stuff. Like no. Yeah, I mean, I don't shave very often. But <laughs> yeah, very true. If I was one of those, if you're one of those guys that sh- you know shaves all the time, invest in yourself, get some nice products, and get some nice uh, equipment, or come to your local barber shop, or come to your local barber shop and um, have a professional take care of you. Yeah, make an appointment Pamper online, yourself. right? Yep, all appointments are made at DerbySupplyCo.com. We do have a waitlist feature on there, so I know we do book out, uh, you know, a few weeks in advance, but we do have cancellations all the time. Mm-hmm. People have busy schedules; they cancel for whatever reason. Uh, the front desk also tries their best to keep, you know, track of it. There's a lot going on here. So, you know, people can call in and, and you know, just kind of ask, uh, you know, Ralph or Amanda, you know, hey, what's what's it looking like? And they can kind of, you know, give you an overview. Sometimes mm-hmm. they can help. Sometimes they can't. So we you know, can't guarantee anything. But the waitlist option is amazing. So. And I saw that you've been posting online as well, like if there's openings that day. Yeah, that was a new thing. I really wanted to I, I'm trying to make it as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. So I thought. You know, if you check the Instagram story, you know, uh, first thing in the morning, first thing when Amanda gets here, she posts all the availability for the day. So so now as you're approaching being open five years, <laughs> if you look back over this, because I'm sure it was, it was a much longer process. You you know, there's probably several years of planning. Um, what's been the most rewarding thing looking back over the seven, eight year journey to where you are now? Looking back and seeing all the different things that happened, I mean, I think the most rewarding thing is creating jobs for people. I mean, having employees and seeing them grow, apprentices, you know, people that come in here, they have no idea about haircutting and, you know, they go to school and coach them through the test. The Nevada test is notoriously hard and and just, you know, seeing them grow as individuals and as barbers, it's it's really satisfying. Yeah. Is it just harder than other other states or something or yeah nevada is the hardest state to get a barber license in really why is that it's it's not that it's hard it's just that we don't i mean southern nevada has a school northern nevada doesn't have a school right now i mean i'm sure that one is going to open eventually they just have a certain amount of regulations that go into it and you know if you're a barber behind the chair own you know owning a school is profitable but working in a school is not so 
you know, most barbers don't want to teach in a school, so one hasn't opened here. So that's mm-hmm. that's hurdle one. Hurdle two is you have to actually serve an 18-month apprenticeship under a master barber, a shop owner. So yeah. with, with that in mind, you know, it's, you know, a year. That's a long time. Yeah, it's yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. you got to go to school and then a year and a half. Dance. Of, mm-hmm. But it's worth it. I mean, at the end of the day, the struggle when you look back, you know, and you graduate to being a registered barber. I mean, I don't have a single guy that looks at it and goes, oh, I wish it was easier. You made a mistake. It's like yeah. earned. Mm-hmm. Plus, it keeps the, yeah. keeps the industry in check. You know, it doesn't yeah. oversaturate it too fast. You know, yeah. I mean, it'd be cool if a school was up here, but, but we do have, you a have lot high of barbershops. But now. you have high standards, mm-hmm. and that's good. You like, mm-hmm. it keeps your profession you know, respected and that craft. Yeah. Know. And yeah. people know what the, the kid they can expect when they go to see that someone, because they've put so much time into it. It's not, yeah, just... I mean, when you're putting a blade to somebody's, you know, face throat. or something, I mean, it... <laughs> yeah, right. public so health and safety. <laughs> like, I hope there's no earthquakes right now. <laughs> <laughs> or the fire alarm. Oh man. Oh man. Has, has it went off before? Yeah. I tell all the guys, mm-hmm. like when you're doing a shave, like keep that in mind at mm-hmm. all times. Cause it has happened where, fire alarm goes off and it's deafening and it happens a lot because it doesn't happen in here, but people pull the fire alarm up in the next the Westland uh-huh. like crazy. So, but you <laughs> oh, know, we've, we, we have it under control. Nothing's ever happened. Yeah. Whew. Scary. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the product's going to come out um April, April, May. April, so, May. I mean, best case scenario would be like the beginning of April. You know, longest case scenario would be beginning of May. I'm thinking beginning of May, just mm-hmm. to be safe. To be safe. And what's the name of the product? What's the name of the product line? What'd you decide? So the name of it is Gravelisi Co. <laughs> and uh, you know, that's my last name. I come from uh, three generations of barbers, like master barbers. Uh, my whole family is full of uh, tradesmen, so it's all stonemasons, tile setters, and uh, and barbers. And so when I was going to name it, I want you know originally I wanted to name it after the shop, but there were some trademark issues. I mean. Trademarking in general is yeah, super hard. complicated. So then I thought, you know, what has some meaning to it? What's going to feel right? And, you know, um, talking to my family, uh, my Uncle Vinny, and talking to my dad. And, you know, it's like, you know, how do we want to, how do I want to present this? And we thought, you know, Gravelisi Co., it's, it sounds, it feels right. sounds right. That's good. I mean, people have a problem, you know, pronouncing it in the beginning, but yeah, I didn't get like Caesar anything. Gravelisi, Caesar, Gravelisi. Because I can't read, that's why I take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. But yeah, that's good, and all the families all behind it and everything. And 110. Yeah. I just took good. a trip back to Boston. That's where uh, my family's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, the majority of the family, which and we <laughs> kind of discussed <laughs> kind of, last yeah. time, yeah. as much as you could. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And I, you know, I went back and visited them the first time in in 22 years. And so I saw my Uncle Vinny, he's 82, and, mm-hmm. and talked to the family and just essentially asked for their blessing. Like, hey, how do you guys feel about Is this? Is this cool? Yeah. And they were over the moon excited. Nice. cool. Did they give you a little, like, you know, fingers in the air and slap oh, yeah. on the cheeks? And There was a big Italian dinner. Made a big sauce. So- oh. And all, like, 30-some family yeah. members were there. It was awesome. Bunch of kids running around. So is most of your family, as, like, that's the hub of your family, you say, yeah. in Boston? they're all back east. Nice. I forgot how cool Back East is. It's awesome. Yeah, no. A lot of history. It's always good. Like, I've never been to Boston yet, but, like, just Back East, and like you said, a lot of history. Yeah, it was, it was cool, and I, I learned some things about my family I didn't know. You know, it was kind of on the other side of things, you know, not the stuff we talked about before, but, yeah. you know, just uh, I had a great-great-grandfather that designed the mosaic for the Massachusetts State House oh, back dang. in the 1800s, and it was cool. You see his tools and stuff. They have a little display in there. 
That's oh. awesome. And that's, that's the cool thing about it. Yeah. Those cities are old enough to have history like that. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, out west, these cities are all, most of them, mm-hmm. maybe 100, 120 years old. Yeah. Boston's the original. Yeah, the triple OG. Yeah. It's cool going through the north end and seeing <laughs> everything. And, and then my great-great-grandfather's name is, name is Luigi Tatino. I mean, that I was like, wow. Does he own a pizza shop? Because that's what it right. sounds like. Do you know when your family uh, immigrated from Italy? Um, it was late 1800s. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, for probably the first yeah. 1880s, probably the first wave of immigrants yeah. to come over from Southern yeah. Europe. Uh-huh. Did they usually, all just stay in Boston or were they? So usually when, when um, the, uh, the Italians immigrated over and, or pretty much anybody, you mm-hmm. know, they usually went straight to the North End. Yeah. You know, it was kind of the Italian sector. And, um, you know, they worked hard there until they could move into the city, from my understanding. Yeah. You know? And then uh, most of my family ended up moving to, to Cambridge. So. To Cambridge. Okay. And now mm-hmm. they're spread out. Over the area, mm-hmm. a little, a little hit Boston history. Yeah, I like that. I like to learn about stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what are you looking forward to? You know, you got this product line coming out. You've, you're five years in. Best case scenario, wildest dreams. Where would you see your business in another five years? International product sales. Oh damn! I, want, I mean, it, wildest dreams. Like, um, I had the labels made to be certified to sell in the EU and Australia. Like, I. There's a couple of certification processes, um, you know, putting ounces and grams or milliliters. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, all the ingredients have to be in Latin as well, which is, I know Latin's kind of like a... The dead language, right? dead language, mm-hmm. but all the ingredients on the back are in both Latin and English, so... Dude, that's awesome. And thinking but, two steps ahead I for mean, the future. You're laying, you got to lay the groundwork. Yeah, good, solid foundation. You, exactly, mm-hmm. if you want to... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to start small and just the same way I did here one step at a time. And, you know, I feel like if I could give any advice to anybody out there, it's just you take things one step at a time and just keep your eye on what's right in front of you and, and keep your goals in mind and just mm-hmm. work towards them. Grind. Grind, yeah. yeah. Nice. So you even got some advice for, for any wannabe entrepreneurs out there. Exactly. Vinny has it all. <laughs> <laughs> what's been the most unexpected thing that you had to overcome in uh, going through all, getting to this point, um, reading Latin <laughs> for the product line, I think it was the pomades were the hardest. I mean, that was like figuring out. I mean, we really we tried for a while here in Reno, and there's just the machinery that's used to make that. I mean, it's like an industrial soft serve machine that has to be able to push clay through without it clogging up. So I mean, Breaking, just yeah. figuring out how those ingredients come together. I think that was like the biggest struggle because that took the better part of the year oh so it's just a very specialized yeah. process and a machine yeah. probably expensive machine yeah i'm gonna say <laughs> oh yeah as, as you're describing this machine as i recently learned from coffee machines <laughs> yes these some of these specialized machines can be very 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 expensive <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah the laboratory both laboratories both um michelle's and and clayton's are, are super impressive they're so cool i mean what both of the what both of them do is is uh amazing Mm-hmm. So in the past with this stuff, before they had machinery, the people this stuff was made by hand. I'm guessing. Yeah, it was so, probably whipped by hand. I can't even imagine that. How they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably just making like you know a jar for you and your buddies or something. Yeah. Or a really squad of buff ass people. Right. <laughs> it wasn't this readily available. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And just to whip it and whip it good. Hmm. Well, is there anything else we should discuss? Before moving on about the business or anything else anything you, you want to share? Yeah. Any um, funny stories, you know, like 
because obviously you had to go to New York a bunch of times, you know? To... Yeah, New York was awesome. I mean, it was it was it's cool traveling to Brooklyn, and and uh, I don't know if I have any funny stories. I mean, I'd only go for three days, so we try to cram as much in as possible. As much food, pretty but, much. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I got to thank my wife for being tolerant of my pizza quest because I think we had pizza four times in three days. <laughs> and like, what's awesome about like that in new york like dollar, you do dollar slices up to like really fancy bougie ones so there's like a big spectrum. there's just so many different types yeah there's pizza. a big spectrum of pie out there right right mm-hmm. yeah i told michelle i said hey we're not necessarily having dinner we're just trying a little bit of everything yeah. so let's just hop from place to place so we covered a lot of ground and people probably thought we were there for a week but mm-hmm. just it was like two or three days yeah a couple bites next spot so mm-hmm. Yeah, and they got some pretty cool bars out there, too. Yeah, they got some wild stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> then we'll take our, our first break. Mm-hmm. Caesar, you have a song of the week you want to share with people? So, song of the week, Royce59 came out with a new album called The Allegory. And this is the last song on the on the album called Hero. And he's just, you know, you'll listen to it. but it We know is, you're, he's your favorite. He's one of the faves. But he has bars. And this he like talks about how his dad's his hero and other people in his family are is, is a hero. So listen and enjoy, guys. Salud. Ah, crown royal bag open, watching boxing. Arguing with dad, who gon' knock who out? Shit, he probably gon' be mad if my fighter drops his. And that's exactly what happened. Now he got me mopping. Damn it. Papa was my hero, without him I'd be zero Probably six feet below, probably sniffing kilos Probably homicide or robbery for Arduino Stayed on top of me, made sure that I achieved Even more than I believed that I can be though Okay, lights off, toothbrush, scrubbing on the toilet bowl Soon as they cut the street lights off, you rush Home nigga, you must be on time at all time You gon' get the school cuss, you won't miss your school bus Papa was psychotic, mama was a goddess Big bro had a dome, Mrs. Krugers I grew up a screw up, cop the book of Ryan Nigga gon' listen to us Even though sometimes a nigga home would get abusive But papa showed us tough love, don't misconstrue us I talked about his past, I thought I did it with respect But I'm just dragging all these bags and all these feelings is suppressed I'm just an artist and anytime I write, I put the art first In retrospect, I feel like you're right We should've talked first I apologize To my hero, without him I'd be zero I'd probably six feet below I'd probably sniffing kilos Robberies of college, how do we know? Getting in the drama's easy Finding peace is hard as finding Nemo This goes out to y'all if y'all grew up without a hero Uh, 17, you told me go to the army or get out I had to walk and as I'm walking out I started having thoughts of all this happened over the years And been swept under the rug and never talked about Wasn't until I let go of the grudge Let all of these feelings on my heart get out I got all the blessings the reverend talks about I agree a lot of things between he and I should be TMI Y'all can call me anything but me a lie I just write the truth and free my mind for the PMI Uh, not only did I finally realize there is a guy I realized a nigga highly favored one thing is phenomenal was the day I decided to hold myself accountable for my behavior. My bank account would grow. All of the things that Papa instilled inside me was like the common denominator. I flew out there and why I said I'm living here till I get a deal. Came back a year later, signed to a major. Pop, I just want you to keep my mama happy. She stayed right there beside you through all this time. She went above and beyond faithful. And you inspired me to get dollars but my way like Carlito. I'll retire you soon as I'm able. My hero. Look what you done Look what you done 
All right, welcome back. That was Caesar's song of the week, "Hero" by Royce the Five Nine. Yeah, and it's just him giving you know homage to the heroes in his life, and his dad was a big one. He's talked about his dad a lot lately. Mm-hmm. I feel like his last album, he had that song yeah. about his dad. Especially since he's like off all the all the booze, all the drugs, whatever he was into, and he like even told that story, cocaine, on the other album. Where as a young kid, he found cocaine. His dad told him, like, go to the car, get something for me. And he found, like, a bag of cocaine. And it's just, like, he has just, like, such a big influence in his life. Well, and he's just, he's a grown man. Yeah. Like, he's not rapping about partying. or mm-hmm. Like, the I love the song, it was, I think it was two albums ago, where he talks about the day his... Uh, son was born tabernacle his, yeah tabernacle mm-hmm. and his grandma died at the same same, in the same, same hospital, hospital same, same day yeah. like randomly just mm-hmm. uh, and that was the same day he met eminem at a show and got signed like he because that's right that's of, right because of that meeting he got signed to like shady records or aftermath or whatever he got signed to at that time dude that's cool. and it was just crazy like while he was performing he mm-hmm. knew his his son was being born and, and then on the way to the hospital mm-hmm. his grandma got in a car accident so literally, he was going back and forth mm-hmm. between his uh, waiting for Sunday yeah. born and uh, trying to figure out what was going on with his yeah. grandmother. He says in the song, he's like, he was the most popular person in the hospital, even more popular than the doctors. Because everyone, er- knew, who everyone knew what was going on in oh, the hospital. Really? Mm-hmm. He, had, like, he had to go between floors to like check. He was going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And he had like some family mm-hmm. on you know floors there for... The, the birth. Grandma and the birth. And then the other mm-hmm. family had come because grandma was in an accident mm-hmm. and he didn't find out till he got there what was going on. Yeah. And he had a, he had a show that night too. That's and then crazy. like the family told him to go go do the show because it just didn't like, tell him about his grandmother. No, I think they I think he did Until afterwards. And then but like, yeah, it was just like a crazy night like in, in his life. Listen to the song. It's yeah. great. Wow, I it's, ca- it's captivating. Yeah, and, it's uh, Tabernacle it just... off Book of Ryan. It was the last album that he did. And but this album too, the allegory. He just talks so much, uh, you know, political stuff, insightful stuff, like just like natural human rights and things like that. And it's just, it's a very you got to listen to it. I listened to it four times when it came out on Friday because there's just so much. <laughs> it bars. came out two days ago. You listened to it four it, times. There's so much bars. That's how in you know there. it's Caesar's favorite. There's so much bars in there that you got to like dissect it because it's called all. They he even. Goes on, you know how like uh, what's that Plato's allegory of the cave, right? Or Socrates? Yeah, the allegory of the cave. Yeah, so like they talk about that in there. It's funny. Uh, I was tripping mm-hmm. my student. <laughs> this guy's pulling up on the curb. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my students. Never a dull moment. <laughs> them out about philosophy this week. Yeah. And I, I was thinking last night. I'm like, I'm gonna like have them read the allegory of the cave, yeah. and we'll discuss it because uh-huh. we were talking about like theories of life and stuff, yeah. and I. I uh, I talked about one about because they were talking about aliens and conspiracies. I was like, "Here's some real shit for you guys to think about." I was like, "You know, some people think there's a multiverse." And you started talking about that, mm-hmm. and they're like, "They think when you die, you just you're con- you become conscious in a in a multiverse where you didn't die until eventually there's one where everyone's immortal because of like whatever has happened." And like yeah. that's one theory of uh-huh. life that, and this girl's just like, "This is making my head hurt too much." <laughs> I was like, I told you guys not to think yeah. about this too deeply. Mm-hmm. Dude, the allegory, the allegory is awesome. It's like when I first learned that in like college, I was like, like, oh, that's my shit, dude. If I could be a philosophy teacher and not just be a philosoph- like philosophy teacher with a philosophy degree, 
and do other things with it, I would do that. But yeah. That's all you could really do with a philosophy degree. Right. That's just teach. Or eventually yeah. become a teacher. Like yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> but like if I, if I could do some other things with that, I would try. That was my jam. Well, this week we don't have a movie of the week, but we do have a TV show we're going to discuss. <laughs> So because cool. I've we've recently mm. me and the girlfriend recently started watching it. Caesar, you've already you've I've seen already, all the whole. So I've already powered through that thing. Have it's you awesome. seen Veep? I haven't seen it. So I've always heard about it. How great a show it was. Mm. Started watching it. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: they, their <laughs> ineptitude and how shitty and terrible of people they are at their job. Yeah, really gives you insight into what's wrong with this country as far no. as politicians go. So it's um. It's a uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus from Seinfeld. She She's plays vice president, the vice president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just follows her cabinet, her direct cabinet members, like the people who, like her, like her secretary, her um, what you might call it, her, the, her, her, her director of media and her campaign pres- manager, mm-hmm. and like the people who work in the vice president's office, mm-hmm. and it just follows them. Now they interact with the president and just how each petty. other mm-hmm. like it, it just gives you in, like if you watch this and I'm sure this is exaggerated the show a little bit but it's also funny mm-hmm. and like despite how shitty they are you actually the worst part of it is you still root for them and want them to do well <laughs> no it's crazy because when we like we had Bill on the show and he went to DC and did his political stuff out there yeah. and I was like is it when I asked him about it he's like you seen Veep and he's like yeah and it's like now that you've seen Veep and like been in, you know, Capitol Hill or whatever. And he's, I'm like, how close is it to it? And he just like gave me a smile and just started laughing. And it's like, it's pretty close. Damn. But obviously exaggerated for like TV. Yeah, for, for drama TV. But like the, the things they talk about and the things that nobody knows what they're doing and stuff still happens and like how they have to cover stuff and up and like certain I, things like it's crazy this is why i think it's realistic because people always say it's conspiracy theories mm-hmm. but i'm like mm-hmm. you think there's a bunch of super smart masterminds out there no <laughs> shit doesn't work smoothly enough for that no it's a bunch of idiots fucking reacting yes and trying to outreact each other and not outmaneuver people no one's actually no. in control of anything everyone's just reacting to what's yeah. going on and that's that's been the eye-opening yeah. thing and it's just it's just a hilarious show it's always funny and like, cause she like, she's vice president tries, she's trying to be president and stuff like that. And, uh, there's, it's so, yeah, it's we're so on season good. four, season four. Cause there's What's seven, tonight? right? It's on HBO. Oh, nice. Mm. I gotta watch it. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah. Check it out. The, all the whole series is mm. on there and it's good. Like, it's kind of like Seinfeld. You could have it in the background too, you yeah. know? That's and, awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, all of a sudden you just pick up like funny things that you, they're like, well, oh, the craziest thing is fighting. like. Compared to what's going on now in the White House, uh-huh. it's so, like so similar. It looks this real. came out like the, the so the season we're on was in 2015 because mm-hmm. we had to check for like this is so close to like no, what's going on in just, real life. It just like, ended like last year, I think, or the year before. It just ended recently, the last yeah. Season. Mm-hmm. So you know, tip of the fitted from up in the mix to yeah. deep. Definitely checking out. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny. And it's nonpartisan. They don't really get into like the partisan side of politics. They just it's get just, into like, their everyday doings that they need to do. And, shitty, like, and shitty. it's just if shitty you don't people. like politics, you should watch the show because you will have a great time just yeah. hating everyone. It's it's a it's a hate, it's a hoot. Yeah, politics <laughs> and the political process. Yeah, watch I it. See it. Yeah, no, it's it good. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. 
I can't so believe long. it took so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we on? World news now? World news. <laughs> we used to have a sound effect and there's no need for it anymore. No, because I'm it. Caesar does it. One man band. <laughs> so the coronavirus has just been spiraling. It's been fucking up the world. And so China is really being hit by this economically mm. because so like all of their like businesses are shut down basically. Like they were in mm. Shanghai and Beijing. I was watching CNN News last week and they're in mall shopping centers and mm. malls where there's no one there. Everyone's yeah. staying at home because everyone's scared of get, getting sick. So it's already affecting their economy. And then they said uh, the all the shipping, the container ships, mm-hmm. they're already down 15% because so oh, much wow. manufacturing is done in China. Yeah. So they're saying this is going to like affect the worldwide economy eventually mm-hmm. in the coming months in the spring and summer because the manufacturing sector slowed down so much. Factories are closed down. Mm-hmm. So people are, some companies are starting to look long term. Like, where can they move their manufacturing so that something like this doesn't happen if they all are depending on China? Because even like Apple said, like the next couple quarters, they're going to be a loss because they won't be able to get the manufacturing and stuff on time. Wow, that's mm-hmm. crazy. So it's affecting everyone now worldly because it's just so like, much of the world's mm-hmm. manufacturing goes on there that mm-hmm. even just a few months of them slowing down or not being able to certain companies are hugely affected by this. Especially because they do stuff in such big numbers out there. Well, they said oh, they make over 65% mm. of all the toys in the world. Yeah. You know, so that's a huge, huge hit for the economy that's mm-hmm. not really being factored into things. Yeah. And they're, everyone's hoping that this is like, they keep waiting for it to peak so that... But then the numbers just keep going up and yep, up. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I just heard they had a case in Sacramento County. Really? Yeah, because yeah. I, I guess... Uh, a bunch of the people that are quarantined over there, they let them come back to the United States. And I think it's That's what they were saying. That I don't they're know like, they're doing it, a lot to quarantine, but they're like, yeah. there's people who have slipped through the cracks. So they're expecting in the next couple of weeks for it really to be a huge bump as like those people have spread in some of the people who maybe, because some people don't show mm-hmm. symptoms at all. So like, maybe people who are carrying it mm-hmm. and aren't showing signs of being sick. And uh, so they're expecting in the next few weeks mm. for, because they said in Singapore, it's been really bad lately and it's in the middle of summer there. Yeah. So they're like, they're afraid what's going to happen next winter if this is how things, if things are bad right now in the summertime. Yeah. That's why I canceled my trip out there. But like, yeah. And it takes 18 to 22 days to figure out if you're going to get it or not. Cause really? you don't show symptoms for a while and they quarantine them for about two weeks or three weeks. And how, how dangerous is it really? I mean, have you guys researched it's, that at all? It's a super strong flu virus. So a lot of the elderly and the young get affected more. Mm-hmm. But like, obviously, like when you're young, you could get it and carry it and show a little bit of symptoms. But it really affects. Because there's some people who have mm. are carrying it and have no symptoms at mm-hmm. all. Really? And that's what they're trying to figure out is that it's not affecting everyone the same way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you do get it. Like the elderly and young are more vulnerable, just like any flu. But yeah. there's also been like healthy people who have died mm. from it, mm-hmm. and they they just don't know. Yeah, you know. it's just it's just tough to even pinpoint because like 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 we were saying, no, it's hard to tell when you're not. Starting there's to already some conspiracies out there mm-hmm. that we're not going to go into that are easily. <laughs> Snopes has already like debunked them, but I've seen mm-hmm. like a couple people posting memes about the conspiracies, and I was like, I just read on Snopes how this isn't true. Yeah. And here you are spreading it. Like, come on, man. Yeah. You're better than this. Like, this isn't... It's like, you know, it takes a couple certain coincidences. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 
has like one or two falsifications <laughs> or things that aren't true that add that like tie them together into making this conspiracy theory. And people not fact checking. Yeah. That's like a big mm-hmm. thing. Well, and like the crazy thing I've noticed is my students watch these videos on YouTube and they take them, you know, like they just, there's no fact checking or anything, mm-hmm. but they don't have like the contextual knowledge to know that like to, to doubt it. Yeah. They just take it as fact. It's like Wikipedia. It's not all facts up there. Well, not yeah. just students. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's not, doesn't have ba- background, not like yeah. anyone who understands physics is going to understand why it's impossible <laughs> for the earth to be flat. <laughs> but if you don't have that background knowledge, yeah. then it's like. No, it's funny. This guy I follow on the YouTube, he does stuff for Vox. And stuff like that. He made a, like why people think the world is flat still, like a thing. It's like how That's is that a still a thing? How it's so much a thing? Really? Yeah. I know people who think the world is flat. Mm. Or th- do you think they just think it because they just they just want to believe it to be different? Maybe. Mm. Or do you think? They I don't know, Sean. What should we do? It? This is my favorite. What <laughs> should we do with the flat Earth theorists? So I always think. Well, <laughs> this, this is my this favorite. is my dick move. But <laughs> this is my I always think we should send flat Earthers into space. And then kick them out of airlocks. So the last thing they see before they die is the sphere of the earth. <laughs> the round earth. That is my favorite. <laughs> but I just think it's like a combination of just... Uh-huh. I think it, nowadays people don't always learn to be critical thinkers mm-hmm. and how to examine information. And people have a desire to be right. So there are so many fucked up conspiracies that are out there that are true. That I think people always will think want to be smarter than everyone. So people get this like, I'm smarter than everyone and everyone else is just an idiot. Yeah. Like mentality. <laughs> like you don't know the truth. Yeah. Blah, blah, which, you know, there are some things, you know, we don't have to go into. We've discussed yeah. <laughs> that we think, you know, obviously we're true and we're conspiracies. Mm-hmm. But there's others that are just so wild. Like for 500 years, people have been you know, tricking us into believing the earth is round. Yeah. For what purpose? Yeah. It's like global warming. What purpose do the scientists have <laughs> to say that there's global warming? And it's not like it's science. Yeah. It's not like scientists make a lot of money anyway. Like you know? what scientists are getting super, like that's uh, the thing. Like what scientists are getting super rich off this global warming hoax? I yeah. know who's getting super rich off of fucking global warming. <laughs> yes. Every, yeah. Everybody. <laughs> All these oil companies. Yes, shit, exactly. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, Stay stay healthy, stay safe. Wash fact, your hands. Fact check. Get the flu. Check. Yeah, fact check things. Mm-hmm. People don't even think they should get the flu virus, or like they don't understand how like you know herd immunity works. Mm-hmm. And then they post these things about it, and I'm like, if you talked to an expert on this for five seconds, they will explain how stupid you mm-hmm. sound. Yeah, or like too much antibiotics. Like you know, like that's like another reason. Like everyone's just like for any common oh, thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, and you go to doctor antibiotics and like next. You don't even you know, have, yeah. You don't even have a fuck like. You don't have nothing bad, but you want antibiotics. Like, yeah, like, no, and that's how we fuck shit. You up. You don't have a bacteria. Oh, totally. You have a virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like. I know yeah. people that take antibiotics just for anything on a regular. It's crazy, and like this is this is why we get stuff like this because then we've like it gets past medicine that we have to catch up to making a you know antidote for things. Mm-hmm. And it's just tough. But next, next up, it's the Bloomberg. <laughs> Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg was destroyed. So destroyed. Uh, what was that Wednesday night? It was sometime the, this week. But, the Democratic debate. But the internet with the memes have been cracking. He, me he up. took two L's. He took an L on the stage, and then he took an L mm-hmm. on the internet afterwards. Yes. How can someone so rich and so powerful 
be so unprepared for did, debate. Did you see? Did you hear about this? I did hear about yeah. it. Yeah, and I saw the memes. Dude, the memes. The, the memes internet. It was the first debate I watched, and <laughs> I was shocked. Shocked, I say. <laughs> Watching him be unprepared and shook mm-hmm. by Elizabeth. Like she, it was like watching someone execute someone over and over and over again on live TV. Now you're she eviscerated him. Yeah. It was unbelievable. He had no res- mm-hmm. like, even Andrew Yang, who dropped out of the race, he was on afterwards. He's like, there had like they, they his handlers had to prepare him for these questions. He knew this stuff was going to be brought up, and just for him to be unprepared and not know his answers were awful. <laughs> One of my favorite memes. He was, was like the NDA. He's like the NDAs were signed consensually. <laughs> One of my favorite memes was like the office meme where they're like uh, our office space where they're like beating up on the computer, oh, yeah. uh, like uh, yeah. that one. And it was like Warren stomping on it. His face was the computer, and then everybody else was the people around it. It was. So I, it good. was. It was like watching. One of those, it was like watching The Office where, like, <laughs> Michael does something so ridiculous that you, it's awkward to watch. And you know it's so Except ridiculous. it was happening in real life to someone who's running for president. Uh, well, hopefully he'll be out <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you could survive. No. She, More money? It was a flawless victory. <laughs> Finish him. It was like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> except he kept finishing it. Like, Babyality, animality. <laughs> Like Mike watched it on delay, and I was like, "You're he's he's like he's doing bad." I'm like, "You're gonna think he's doing bad, and then it's gonna get worse, and then it's gonna get way worse than it was." No, <laughs> before he recovered. Yeah, so yeah. Elizabeth Warren. Um, she doesn't think Mike Bloomberg should be president, and she showed the entire world the 20 million people watching the other night why. No, beautiful. Oh. Oh. beautiful. Yeah, so maybe just because you're rich doesn't mean you can be president. Yeah. But that's usually what happens. Despite like, facts. This, that's usually Despite what happens. Despite evidence, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, they did not like him. And <laughs> he like tried taking a shot at Bernie Sanders. And like Sanders laughed it off. And like, that's a cheap shot. And then like said something. <laughs> it was like watching. It was kind of like a rap battle. <laughs> like a cypher? <laughs> it was kind of like a cypher. And everyone just kept take ter- taking turns going on Bloomberg. And he had no response. Yeah. It was like Papa Doc in 8 Mile. <laughs> <laughs> And he, he just sits down. He just sat there. <laughs> what? What do you got now? <laughs> Couldn't say anything. <laughs> it was uh, crazy how fast the internet recoils on that too. The, no, the internet. I forgot I mean, what instant. it was. It was like if something happens in like seriously less than five minutes, there's a meme about it. Well, because yeah, the people on Twitter are ruthless, mm. and people get paid to make memes. So like that's the thing. They, they, oh, do they really? People get he's that's the other. He's pay, He's been paying people on social media to to like post positive things about him, and mm-hmm. that came out like yeah. all like they were making fun of him for that. He's been hiring all these people to like spread good news articles mm-hmm. about yeah. him online. Oh, wow. Like all this shit came out afterwards yeah. too. Yeah, people get paid for stuff like this. I did not know that. Because he basically hasn't been doing, like, he hasn't done any town halls, hasn't met with any actual people. He's just been spending money on ads and, like, has this huge, like, <laughs> army of people, like, making ads and spreading stuff about him. That are good. And really? then just getting his name out there. Mm-hmm. That's, like, his how he's running for president. That's so weird. <laughs> Because they did like focus groups, and I guess he tested so bad, like interacting with people that they're like, you can't do you this. You can't talk to people. And that's why he decided not to run it like a first. Uh-huh. Really? Because he was just terrible fucking <laughs> interacting with normal people. Yeah. So then, then he decided to run, mm-hmm. and that's he's just going to spend, like, you know, he's got, and he's worth debate. $60 billion. Yeah. 
That's so. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, if you're a Bloomberg supporter, we would love to hear why. Yes, comment, please. <laughs> Clint Eastwood apparently likes him. Oh, yeah? I, I read about that today, yeah. We're probably cousins or something. Well, it's better than him yelling at a chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next. Here's something that affects you. Sports? How do you feel about the Astros cheating scandal in sports? <sighs> For me... Because they beat your team in the world to, to win. They, they, they did. But, like, what... Like people cheat all the time, but it's just so funny that now it's just they're you know like it's not like we're L.A. trying to ask for you know our championship. True, that was a soft move. That was very soft. They're even banning so like the (laughs) Los Angeles like little league are banning the Astros name from the really. Oh yeah, they're taking it it serious. They are super super in their feelings. Like the city of Los Angeles put a petition that they should they should get that World Series that they lost to them. But I also, guess. fuck the mm-hmm. Astros. Yeah. They did cheat. It is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. As someone who, I, I just, I understand the desire to win. Yeah. But, like, to cheat that, that badly yeah. just that level makes of you seem crazy. like a fucking yeah. loser. Uh-huh. It's just, it's against the whole spirit of sports. In that competition, you know? Like, In competition. Like Stanton said was like, if I knew what pitch was coming, I'd probably hit 80 to 100 home runs. Because like yeah. trying to steal signs naturally by looking from like second base or whatever, mm-hmm. like that's part of sport. Yeah. Like every sport has that. That's why there's play calls and codes in mm-hmm. basketball and football. Like that's part of like the sportsmanship, the gamesmanship yeah. of the game. But like using fucking cameras and a trash <laughs> and can buzzers. and buzzers, <laughs> whatever the, the fuck else can, they use. I couldn't yeah. believe that when I it's heard wild. that. Because I remember like originally hearing a video, seeing a video mm-hmm. in, back in like the fall where I watched the video because this guy had gone, this just ordinary hero had like gone through because they're all on in MajorLeagueBaseball.com, mm-hmm. all the games, and he like counted the the banging and he like made like a video about it. And then, like, players had, like, complained, but finally, when this guy came out, Mike Fires, and said this is what they were doing, baseball investigated, and, and they were, and it was it, right. it's fucking terrible. Yeah. And what I thought was crazy, too, is when I was watching the World Series, I mean, it was pretty abnormal how often the Astros were hitting home runs. Well, or just how at home. Hit, uh, yeah, at home. Uh-huh. Like, it was, you just, I would not even see it coming. I mean, it'd just be, like, oh, home run. <laughs> just, like, right at the right mm-hmm. time to win. Yeah. I was blown away. I mean, I'm a huge baseball fan. I don't know mm-hmm. how much it true. I mean, I think it truly affects the outcome. It does. Well, because they yeah. wouldn't do like. Here's the thing: they got caught one, like they were warned once, you know, and they like did so many different versions before they came up with the final way they did it. Mm-hmm. Why would they spend so much time and effort working on it if it didn't have an effect? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, if it wasn't helping, if it wasn't helpful. Why would you spend so much Keep time doing, doing it? it? Mm-hmm. What's crazy, though, is those guys make millions and millions of dollars, and they're beating on a trash can first. Mm-hmm. I just like, you'd think they'd just go straight to the buzzer. I mean, if they're going to cheat, mm-hmm. uh, I was just like the the level and like the, you know, kind of uh, how it evolved. That was the craziest part That's of the me. thing. Like, mm-hmm. the, the evolution of it shows you that they were invested in this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> I just, you know what, in like... They haven't apologized. They haven't taken credit. So, Nothing. like, fuck them. Fuck them. Whatever happens to them, they deserve it. Yeah. Like, you've made your bed. Now, like, you got to sleep in it. It's just... Do yeah. They, as a, uh, do they determine to the Red Sox cheat, too? Do they? They haven't. They're out? still investigating this. Yeah. That's crazy. Even, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I was just at all, Fenway. And all of Boston pretty much cheats all the teams <laughs> in Boston. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, that's what they're saying. Like the Patriots have done it for years, blatantly. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no shame there. I'm a Patriots <laughs> fan. I know there's no shame there. Yeah. <laughs> I always just, you know, when my friends bring it up to me, I'm mm. oh yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. Yeah. But yeah, like me and my other Yankee friends are like, Boston's the most cheatingest city. All the sports teams are cheaters. We're just waiting for the Celtics now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how could you cheat in basketball? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> make the the rims bigger, <laughs> smaller. Like, oh, ours are ten and a half inches. Yeah, the other ones are nine. They, they switch they... them out at halftime and stuff. Like, what's yeah, going they on get here? Far with a deflated basketball. Yeah, no. <laughs> or like uh, hockey, you know. But once again, mm-hmm. baseball taking L's. Mm-hmm. Even when they're winning, they're taking L's. <laughs> yeah, because they just can't market it. Like they just. <laughs> I love it because it's all these mm. uptight guys who are always like, don't show emotion, like you can't celebrate or anything. And now they're you know, getting all mad about this. It's so funny to me. It's the one sport where like, you're not supposed to have fun. <laughs> it is It is pretty mm. serious. It's crazy because it's they have all those traditions and I feel like they're sticking too hard to it. Yeah, they mm. take themselves too fucking seriously yeah. is the problem. Because then when something like this happens, which needs to be taken super seriously, no one can take them seriously. Mm-hmm. Did just, you hear that comment about the trophy thing? Yeah. That the commissioner was like the it's commissioner piece, or something? Oh, it's a piece of metal? Or I mean, I waited in line to see that piece of metal when the Giants won the World Series. <laughs> and they brought it here to Reno. Yeah. Like, I waited in line like an hour just to go take a picture with it. Yeah. Yeah. The commissioner, of course, looks terrible. Yeah. It's just typical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when he said that, I was like, are you serious? Right? Mm-hmm. And I love baseball. I'm like, you know, I love on. watching. Yeah. That's the thing. As a baseball fan, it's hard to defend baseball, mm-hmm. especially compared to like basketball or soccer, like these sports where people enjoy themselves and the players are having fun and being themselves. Mm-hmm. In baseball, you got guys mad because he took too long to run around the bases after hitting a home run. <laughs> or like he celebrated too much yeah. when he hit the game winning. You know, I'm like, you fucking lost. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and go sit down. Like, <laughs> no, it's true. you can't, you can't complain how someone reacts to beating you. Yeah. Like, oh, Very you know, true. it's just too much. Like, mm-hmm. I understand it's like, like competition. Yeah. yeah like, like your adrenaline's pumping. Everyone doesn't react the same. Like you're mad. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously you're like, you're, you're mad because yeah, yeah, yeah. you lost. Yeah. No likes to take Nobody likes you. In no other sport, really. Sometimes mm-hmm. in basketball, but mm-hmm. like, you don't hear about this in other sports. Mm-hmm. Like, no, oh, you don't. Like, Not at all. oh, they, you know, like he celebrated or he danced or something mm-hmm. when they won. Baseball is the only one where this happens all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy yourself. You're playing a goddamn game. Yeah, and it's a fun game when it's you know fun. Right. Yeah. Not when they're trying to constrain you not to celebrate or like, you know, walk off home run. Obviously, you're gonna take your time, and just have a blast. Yeah, that Jose, uh, what's his name? <laughs> I'll, From Toronto, no, when mm-hmm. he hit the the walk off a few years ago, mm-hmm. like that is an amazing moment. Mm-hmm. And the picture of him slowly watching it and flipping his bat, like, yeah. is apropos. Yeah, like the entire stadium's going crazy. Uh-huh. He just walked off to win a series and then just flipped it. Yeah. If you have anything to say about that, fucking win the series. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like no one got no, mad when Damian Lillard. Killed the fucking Thunder organization by <laughs> making that three pointer and then waving to them coldly <laughs> as he walked off the court. Everyone yeah. thought that was amazing. That was tight, no, yeah. there, no one heard, mm-hmm. no one was interviewing the Thunder about their reaction to him. They're like, we lost. Yeah. We got to take the L. Yeah. And we got the iconic photograph of him mm-hmm. from that. Like, yeah. it's an iconic moment. But, you know, everyone's going to remember that. Like, they didn't win anything, but that was yeah. a great moment. I'm going to remember the rest of my life. Don't be a sore loser, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn how to take an L. That's how it builds character. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you had more character, you got you wouldn't be cheating to fucking wait. Oh, that's another one. Bars. But uh, <laughs> I guess it's time for the second Your break. song of the week. My song of the week is your man, Trans Lee. Trans Lee. Off his latest album, the, na- uh, the name of the song is Make Me Better. Mm-hmm. It's just about challenging yourself and uh, getting rid of the bad temptations and replacing them with good habits. Yeah. So Basically. Listen and enjoy, guys. Saloon. And if it means that I have a lot to sacrifice, make me better. This already a classic. You embarrassed already. The flow is breaking the levy. The motor is shaking the Chevy. Reality fucking you over. The op ain't taking a vacay. You gotta be all about your business and stop doing the hey hey. Checks is balancing. Uh. My label ain't gambling. Uh. You gotta get off the block. You making it hot. Jeez. My mama went up to heaven and saved me a slot. Please. Maybe it's real. Maybe it's not. But you gotta drop shit till you hot You gotta fail your way to the top It's a lesson whenever you fly But it's a blessing whenever you lost You gotta spend money to floss Or you gotta spend money to win Or I want some big money to lend And I'ma go flip something again When I walk like, talk like Show money if my spirit ain't feeling it I ain't going for a CC getting maxed out <laughs> And it's showing, showing Telling everybody they ain't going where you're going, going My consciousness been telling on me You got none, I got hella on me I was low and they was bailing on me, selling on me. Bitches went Mojave Desert on me. Couldn't see my vision, they went hellin' on me. Ain't the only one in church, they got a seven on me. It's some saints and it's some sinners in the ceremony. Paint was candy, nothing was sweet, it's never Zanny. Always tree, it's never you, it's always me. Trust that, I gotta walk like, talk like. Show money if my spirit ain't feeling it. I ain't going for a CC getting maxed out. <laughs> and it's showing, showing, telling everybody they ain't going where you're going, going. My ratchetness been telling on me. You got song, I got hella on me. Slick got overzealous. overzealous. The devil getting jealous. The baddest of the bad with me. I got ambition, they can smell it. A couple misdemeanors, ain't no felon on me. Sliding in the DM of a goddess, she put heaven on me. Paint was candy, nothing was sweet, it's never Zanny. Always tree, it's never you, it's always me. Trust that, I gotta walk like, talk like. Show money in my spirit, ain't feeling it. I ain't going for a CC getting maxed out. <laughs> and it's showing, showing, telling everybody they ain't going where you're going, going. Back guys, that was Sean's pick of the week, song of the week, and it was "Make Me Better" by Transleem. Yeah, just to hear a smooth little beat and him just talking, like you know, being resp- fiscally responsible, not maxing out credit cards. Just <laughs> yeah, talk about all the things you can do in his situation, but you mm-hmm. probably shouldn't. Yeah, and it just—it's good to talk about that because, like, you know, it's it gets glamorized and glorified yeah. a lot, mm-hmm. especially with young kids. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's all about money and like not even investing and just doing whatever with it. It's about being a you know a good person and looking into the future. Not about yourself all the time, mm-hmm. thinking of others. So yeah, yeah, I've been it's been on repeat lately. Mm-hmm. It's stuck in my head. That album's really good. But uh, next up, Vinny, we have our meandering questions. <laughs> yeah, because they're not very quick. 
<laughs> they used they used <laughs> and to, they're not very fast. What what are they even called before? I forgot. Rapid fire or something. The rapid fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're not. This. They're not. No, not anymore. <laughs> so, just give us your best answer to the best of your abilities, mm-hmm. honestly and truthfully. Question number one: What do you prefer, cheeseburgers or pizza? Oh, pizza. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do you have a favorite pizza place in Reno? Smile for hope. It's probably my best. Yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's 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 a great place. I mean, there's a lot of good pizza places, mm. but that Walter's got it dialed. Nice. And how he helps. They're over there on Windy Hill. Yeah, helps people. Lakeside. Mm-hmm. Just past McCarran. So next one, favorite part about New York. My favorite part about or New York. Or favorite thing, yeah. Favorite thing. I'd have to say, gosh, it has to be probably like the restaurants, like there's good food everywhere. The culture, I think it's the culture, you know, mm-hmm. within the restaurant industry is that you can walk from block to block and you can have any kind of cuisine or any kind of food, meet all kinds of different people and everybody, you know, there's so much art and it's just the culture there. I have to say it's awesome. And then that kind of moves into the whole mm-hmm. restaurant thing. Yeah. Cause it's just like the city, you know, like you gotta have, when you put it in, stakes in are the, higher. Mm-hmm. The stakes are, you got so many different people, yeah. so many creative people. Everything you know, you have to be excellent to stand out. Yeah, like even when a movie is placed in New York City, like New York City is a character in the movie. Like that's how mm-hmm. good the culture and everything is about it. Mm-hmm. Best yeah. Chinese food I've ever had in the world. <laughs> yeah, New York. Uh-huh. Best Italian food. New best, York. Best bagels on the planet. Oh yeah, the bagel thing. I didn't look. I've eaten bagels. It is real. My since I moved to Reno, it I've eaten real. bagels. I didn't think it was a thing until my parents moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And the first time I went out there, my dad's like, yeah, we got bagels from the shop down the street. Mm-hmm. And it's like not, you know, it's just like a corner store. Yeah. They make their own cream cheese. They make their own bagels. Mm-hmm. There's, it's, it's like not even. It's not comparable. The stuff we like, eat out here uh-huh. isn't even a bagel compared yes. to what that is out there. Like there is it's something. Amazing. There is something in the water out it's there. Like, there it's it's unex- like, I can't explain mm-hmm. it. I was like, this is the best bagel by far I've ever had in ever. my life. Ever. It's not even close. No, and like people like that have never traveled to there, go get a bagel. Like go. I don't even eat bagels yeah. anymore yeah. unless I'm out there because the ones here are so fucking terrible. Like go to Essa Bagel if you're out there, or any even corner bo- store, any bodega will have yeah. like a good oh, yeah. bagel. Like, but if you do get a chance, go to like the famous one so you could like get a really good one, and then go to the corner store, and they're really the corner. They're really comparable but then when you come back west it's definitely way different the corner store the family stores because my parents live on long island Mm -hmm. they don't have like they don't allow a lot of like uh national companies and stuff out like there's Mm -hmm. not even walmart out there yet it's like uh like san francisco almost a little bit so you have yeah they have like a little there's all these little shops Mm -hmm. and they their little breakfast bagel sandwich is way fucking good better than mm-hmm. anything i've ever had out no. here and like that's the thing and like with the sad thing about new york it's hard to find good mexican out in new york that is true it is so is hard it is so hard to find you know like when people come to new york and i see them and i was they're like i'm like what's the best thing that, you, that you've got out of here and they're like the mexican food hand down i'll eat wherever well i mean but it's you know mm-hmm. compared to the west coast we've had the, the, the people were settled here. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's part of the tradition mm-hmm. out here. It's part of the culture. Oh, right. but yeah, the bagels. Next question. Uh, what's your favorite place to ride your bike? Or like, uh, you know, path to take or like your rides or whatever. You know, my, uh, yeah, my favorite ride is going to Virginia City. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I like, uh, it's like a, yeah, I got like a, 
a buddy of mine showed me and we used to just get up early in the morning and, and go on that ride. And it takes a while, you know, to get up there and we go all the mm-hmm. way to the bucket of blood, yeah. have a, have a, a bloody Mary and yeah. then cruise all the way back. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a thing. Nice. How long does that take? All told. Um, for me, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's different for everyone. I think it's, yeah, it's still like some people are really fast. Uh, I think it take it takes like an hour to get to the bottom, mm-hmm. an hour to get up, another twenty minutes when you get to the top to get there. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like two and a half hours. It's like to a get whole, there. it's like a morning thing. That's good though. Yeah, like yeah. In the summertime, it's awesome. I've done it like twice in my whole life, you know, like, and it's always been a long time. But it's definitely a morning thing. Summertime is the I like to do it in the summertime. You do it early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my buddy Nate. We always build our rides around like places to eat. So we eat just like food. yeah, yeah we'd be mm-hmm. like, all right, well, we're gonna ride two or three hours. And we're gonna go here and here and here. Yeah, and that was always my favorite going mm-hmm. up to beach. You should re- reward yourself. Yeah, yeah. And what's cool when you're on a bike ride, you know, you burn off those calories anyways, so it works out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next question: the last artist you listened to? Last artist I listened mm-hmm. to, the Midnight. The Midnight. The Midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was listening. It was when I was running earlier today. I was listening to like this '80s synth like pop synthesizer thing good good music to run to and the midnight was the majority of the list (laughs) nice nice (laughs) the midnight all right what's the favorite place you've traveled to and why i'd have to say probably florence italy i think the same kind of thing with like brooklyn new york is culture i mean Mm. you can walk out of wherever you're staying and the smell the smell alone like you can smell like fresh bread fresh pasta you walk mm-hmm. into all the different little spots and you just meet like the best people. They're su- super welcoming and it's, it's just cool. The culture there is out. It's out of control. I'm sure my girlfriend would agree with you. <laughs> like I know I'm going to Italy in the future because yeah. she loves it so much. Yeah. I know that's, we should do, we should do a trip happen. together because this year Paris and I think the next year will be Italy. So, uh, go to Rome, Florence, Venice before, before global warming <laughs> fucks it up <laughs> even more. Yeah. Watch this city away. There's only one place in America that I, I felt like that felt like that, and that was the North End in Boston. Oh, really? It's oh, just okay. like you walk down Hanover Street, and it's like I felt like I was back in Italy. It was crazy. Nice. I mean, yeah. if you think of it, people have been living there thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so much, like you said, culture and history everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's styled. Yeah, like that's why Europe is always so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, even like walking on a bridge that's older than America, how tight is that, you know? Yeah, it's super mm-hmm. cool. So uh, the last one, if you had dinner with three other people, dead or alive, who would they be? Oh, wow. Three people, dead or alive? Mm-hmm. Wow. I've, I, that's, that's a good one. You, um, can, you can use me if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd have to bring somebody that's alive. Okay. You know? So, you know, I'd probably have to bring Moberly. Oh yeah, he's a good talker. I'd probably have to bring him. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna make it. That's Let's gonna make do Michael. Day, yes. Let's do Michael. And then <laughs> I don't know. You know, historic. I like like I'm a big history person, mm-hmm. so like historical figures. You know, three people. Um, you know, probably to find out about things, I'd probably like have dinner with like my great great grandfather to ask him about. You know, different things. I never got to meet any of my grandfathers. Okay. And okay. then, like, historical figure that's important, like Martin Luther King would have been a good one. Okay. You know, yeah, just to kind of... Yeah. yeah, that's the first thing that pops right into my head. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting group. That would. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be a very, yeah, that would actually think about that as a group. Yeah. 
Morbidly in his outlandish ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was a great answer. Yes, and that that concludes the meandering <laughs> question. You made it through. Good job. Nice. <laughs> you, we we meandered just fine. Well, to wrap things up, before we go, uh, local news: Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders officially won the Nevada caucuses the Madden, yesterday. Yep, yep, yep. Um, with uh, like I think around forty-five percent of the vote. Mm-hmm. Next Saturday is South Carolina. We'll see how things go. He's a uh, you know he's finished. He's won the popular vote in the first two or the first three states. Mm-hmm. So things are looking good. good if you are feeling the burn. Mm-hmm. And the Nevada basketball last game of the the year is next Saturday. They're playing uh, San Diego State, who was undefeated and ranked fourth until they lost last night to UNLV. Dang. First loss of the season. They were t- I forget like twenty two or no or something. Lost to Vegas. Yeah, the but. Hmm. Nevada's tied for second place in the conference behind San Diego State. Oh, really? So if they win, be a great game. Yeah, if they win their next two games, they were beating them in the second half when they played them at San Diego mm-hmm. State, and then San Diego State went on a little run. Mm-hmm. But the team's good. First-year coach, Steve Alford, has got them playing hard. they got a couple of good guys, mm-hmm. and uh, the future looks bright. And it's been great. You know, Even though last year you know, they were ranked top 10 mm-hmm. and everything, the season's been pretty cool to watch just because they've improved so much. Uh, going to the games and seeing them, so yeah, because you got your season tickets, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're gonna be able to do that though, because we're like too busy to go to the games. It's tough, yeah. And some of the games, you mm-hmm. know, just aren't at convenient times for doing other things. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, suits so the basketball team. Yeah. And then uh, this coming Saturday, for those of you who listen, Dodge for a Cause Dodgeball Tournament. On the is, 29th. Is, is the 29th of February. It's this coming Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you cannot sign up to play, but you can still go check it out. There's raffles, all sorts of things. The day of, if you want to go, just check it out mm-hmm. and watch. Or uh, to support, you can volunteer. Uh, just go to dodgeforacause.org and uh, you know help out the community. But yeah, just uh, if you can, roll through because there will be selling food, uh, raffle, and all that money goes to the cause. And it goes to help helping families um, with their children that are disabled and things like that. But like the pupusas are good; they're fantastic. Um, you know, I have some photos of um, be raffled off, and just go for the pupusas at least. <laughs> they're they're go, so good. Go for the food, the homemade yeah. food, and then go there early because they do sell out early of the pupusas for sure. Yeah, and they're fantastic. And they have some entertainment. Mm-hmm. They have the remember they have that kid the, that kid that did all the, the cover kid songs rocker and, last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, make sure you check that out. Yeah, or if you want to see adults, um, you know, pitter and patter about you speaking know, of getting speaking of com- competition and people cheating. <laughs> yeah, dodge adults <laughs> that this is for a good cause, and then they start bitching and like whining about. I'm actually kind of sad. I'm not going to be able to referee because yeah. I ha- I'm hosting the uh, Poetry Out Loud finals mm-hmm. next Saturday. So I'm still going to go to the- check it out, but I was yeah. looking forward to. Yelling at like grown men that you're out and to go sit down. Yeah, but it's that's also a hoot. I I go to watch that all the time. People get heated. They get so mad. Oh my god! And even in the non-competition bracket, they get so pissed. And those uh those sandbaggers in the non-competition bracket step your game up. Yeah, yeah. Have some honor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is fucking charity. Yeah, (laughs) have fun too. <clears throat> Another important date, March 7th, Caesar. March 7th is our third season kickoff party we will be having at Forino uh, Distillery on East 4th Street. And we start about 7 o'clock, disco themed. Uh, dress code is encouraged. 
and there would be a phone, the, not a phone booth, but a photo booth. Photo booth. Um, raffle. We're gonna raffle stuff off and things like that. And we will be doing mm-hmm. a live radio show. I talked to Tom. Yeah, we're good uh, for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're be broadcasting live on K Wink that mm-hmm. night. That night, as and well. then we will be dancing the night away to your favorite disco disco tracks. So just know there'll be a lot of Donna Summers on repeat. <laughs> just uh, don't get you guys might get tired of it, but I won't, and it's our party. <laughs> And lastly, Saturday, March 28th. It's the busy time of year. Everything's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Uh, my annual hip-hop art show fundraiser is at Holland Project that night at 7 o'clock. Uh, we are hoping to have over 40 pieces of work this year. Uh, working with local artists. What's the theme? The theme is Women of Hip-Hop mm-hmm. this year. So all of the songs chosen are chosen from uh, famous female artists throughout the history of hip-hop. Uh, we've got 12 songs. Uh, finalized. Uh, everything went out this week. So if you're still interested, we can still have people uh, participate. If you're an artist, just hit me up, Sean, at Instagram or on Facebook, or uh, holler at Alana at Holland Project, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get the information to you. But we're hoping to have around 40 artists. Uh, all the money goes to it splits between the artists and the Holland Project. But we're hoping to have some performers. I know uh, Pivon Profits are down. To perform, Orlando and his brother are going to perform, trying to get a couple other people, and a couple other things in the work for that night, too. So it'll be a whole show. There'll be a bunch of stuff going. We're going to have like a coloring station. We're going to have a bunch of stuff. So the whole, whole family. Bam, bam, can come mm-hmm. down and have a good time. That's important now that we're all getting older. Right. Mm-hmm. You can the, just have the little ones there. Also, it's that Holland Project in all ages. Yes. Organizations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a plus. So mark your calendars, March 28th. We'll have more about that before then. But uh, big news, we've recently uh, switched hosts on our podcast. We're now available on Spotify. You can still check us out at www.upinthemix.live. Mm-hmm. We're still available everywhere else, but... Spotify is the new one. Spotify is the new one. A couple other ones, too. I don't. I mean, it's impossible to keep track of. There's like nine new ones we're on, but I mean, I don't know all the apps and everything else. We're on so. everything, just... If you can't find us now... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you might be you might be well into your hundreds probably yeah you might not this might not <laughs> not be. know what a cell your phone is <laughs> but uh we want to thank our guest Vinny for mm-hmm. hosting us yeah yes. thank you for having me coming awesome. down to the shop mm-hmm. um is there anything you want to uh, tell the people uh, or remind them before we go yeah just uh you know the product line will be available in the shop you know first week of may um if you want to check it out come on in uh we won't have a website live probably until june or july so okay. in shop sales is going to be the the kickoff so yeah come on in and check awesome. it out and that's derby supply company or derby supply co yes is where the shop is in downtown reno right next to uh, silver peak across from the movie theater mm-hmm. so uh make sure you give them a check out if you need uh to, to look good guys i'm telling you as someone who does this <laughs> like go just if you've never done it have someone mm-hmm. shape like trim your beard shape you up Give you that close shave and pamper yourself. Yeah. It, it's just something for you. It's like when girls get their manicure, pedicure, you know, go to the spa. It's like the same thing for the guy. Stop thinking you're so tough that you can't take care of yourself. Yes. Okay? We understand. Mm-hmm. You're a guy and you got to be hyper-vasculine because this is America. <laughs> just, chill out, just chill out for a second and go hang out and get some nice stuff done to you and feel mm-hmm. good about yourself yeah. and look good. You are appreciated and so will your significant other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every time I go, I'm like, ah. Oh, Feel good. Yeah. Chest is a little more pouted out, you know, like feeling good. 
So yeah. Derby Supply Company will get you looking great. Yes. And feeling good about yourself. And if not, just hang out in here. The ambiance is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So uh, one last thing. Remember, subscribe. Comment. Share us with friends. Comment. Comment. Tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. And remember to leave a review if you can on whichever podcasting platform you're using. Because it helps. You might think it won't, but the algorithm kind of... And we're going to have ads soon. <laughs> we're, we're to the point now where we can have ads. So we got to record that first one this week. <laughs> we got to do an ad. Okay. Yeah. A little bit more work. <laughs> but anyways, check us out on YouTube mm, now. Yeah. Check us out on K-Wink every Friday night from 9 to 11. And uh, just have a good one. Yeah. So uh, just stay hydrated because that's important. And be prepared because winter will come back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will. All right. Until next time. Peace. Salud. <laughs>